He'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Gracious Father in heaven, thank you again for another week that was not promised. We look forward to a new week upon us, Lord. And you're an awesome God. You never change, Lord. You uh, said you'll never leave us nor forsake us, Lord, and you've always been with us, Lord, even in the tough times when we can't seem to see you or we think you uh, don't want to be found, Lord, but you're there and you hear us, Lord, and answer our prayers. Oh, God, we love you and we thank you. We praise your name. We ask you to bless those under the sound of my voice, Lord, who are listening. We ask you to bless their families, Lord, and that coming and going, Lord, and give them a reassurance, Lord, that you're always there. You're there even now. You're there, Lord, to comfort and give us strength and power. Lord, it's in that name we do pray. We give it all to you. Bless this weak, feeble servant that I am. Give me strength from on high. Grace, Lord, and power. Lord, say a word to be used for deliverance, a breakthrough, a breakout, a breakaway. Oh, God, we love you and we thank you. We lift you on high. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, my Savior. My Redeemer, in Jesus the Christ's name, we pray it all. Amen. Glad to be with you again here with a few minutes with Pastor Mac podcast. On this third Sunday of July 2023, we're glad that the Lord has allowed you and I uh, to make the roll call for this morning. We never take for granted what God is doing and has done and, and what he's doing right now. Even as we speak, the Lord is making ways, working out things for us, working out for our good and his glory. And for that, we give him praise. Last Sunday, I gave you the uh, book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 24 through 26. Um, And as always, I'm apt to expand. And we may touch a little bit 22, 23 as well, but we key in on 24. Galatians 5 and 24. I'll be reading the CSB translation and whatever translation you have, we ask you to follow along. Um, Next Sunday will be Luke 9 and 23. And again, uh, leave that open. We may add a a little bit more as we are known to do. Today, Galatians 5, 24 through 26. I'll be reading the CSB translation whatever translation you have we ask you to follow along again 
chapter 24, Paul uh, writes to the church of Galatia, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for ever. I just want to tag this this morning with a few minutes with Pastor Mac podcast on this Sunday morning. I knew better. I knew better. Walking in the Spirit brings intimacy with God. Uh, in movie theaters, the films are shown on large screens so that the picture is visible to all. Moviegoers are usually more than a few feet away. They see the picture, but from a, a distance. In 3D movies, moviegoers are given special glasses. Looking at the film with these particular special glasses creates a whole different viewing experience altogether. The pictures leap off the screen and seem closer and close enough to touch. For many Christians, God seems to be at a distance. He's way out there in the heavens. We know he created the sun, the stars, the moon, and the universe. We believe in God. We love God, but when it comes to a 3D experience, he doesn't seem close enough to touch. Walking in the spirit magnifies our experience with God and allows us to see him with special lenses. It allows us to have a 3D experience. It's not your Bible reading plan that will sanctify you or give you a 3D experience. It's the Holy Ghost who does that. But your discipline places you in the path directly for blessings, just like the sycamore tree put Zacchaeus in the way of his Savior. Blind Bartimaeus heard the commotion and wondered out loud who it was and yelled out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The woman with the issue of blood put herself in the way of grace. Jesus responded, somebody touched me. The author and scholar Dave Donald Whitney defines spiritual discipline as that which places you in the path of grace. Can I tell you that these deal, these two deal with what these two deal with? Discipleship focuses on God in the context of relationship, first with him, then with others. This is a forever changing, forever growing, forever exploring adventure. Discipline alone, on the other hand, tends to draw out our focus toward the task of relationship rather than simply interacting with God and others. Galatians 5 is the fifth chapter of the epistle to the Galatians in the New Testament of our Bible, and it is authored by Paul the Apostle for the churches in Galatia, written between A.D. 49 to A.D. 58. This chapter contains a discussion about circumcision and the allegory of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Paul emphasized what Jesus has spoke about there being two possible pathways through this life. In Matthew seven thirteen through 14, he said that there is one pathway 
that leads unto life and another that leads unto death. Jesus makes it crystal clear that when we enter the narrow way, we are saved by grace and are headed to heaven while all those who remain in the broad way are headed to hell. Now, as Christians, we can never enter into death, John 5, 24, but we can find ourselves walking on the wrong pathway. And if you believe that becoming a Christian means that you cease to sin, then you have another thing coming. In 1 John 1, 8 through 10, while we have literally passed from death unto life, as the Bible says, a dead, ineffective, and fruitless spiritual life will always be the result of walking the wrong way. Godliness takes time, takes effort, takes takes persistence and how's that going for you for for us are you a couch potato a lazy christian which one are we today and applying applying this information makes you look back on decisions and say i do better are you the one who struggled with the relationship and you look back now and say I knew better. The Holy Ghost will help us in our times of struggle. He will give us good directions and lead us in the right path. If we pay attention, and this is the kicker, uh, to what the Bible says to us. When we read the Bible, we become uh, applying the word to our lives, we avoid encumbrances or burdens or impediments. And we employ the spiritual disciplines will, that will help us get in the way of grace. <laughs> Preach, Pastor Mac, I'm going to say that again. We, we employ those things in the word of God, those spiritual disciplines that will help us get in the way of grace. Well, how do we get in the grace? How do we, when we knew better, get into the right road, the right pathway with, with Christ? And Paul laid it out succinctly. First, he said, crucify our flesh. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Uh, no one here wants to be a spiritual failure. We may sometimes still give in to our desire to sin, but Christians are no longer people controlled by our sin. We have agreed sin is worthless. We have declared in Christ our intention to move with him away from the sin from God's uh, away from sin, using God's power. Oh, preacher, you say sin puts you way out there further than you plan to go. Takes you way out there spending more than you meant to spend and hanging longer than you wanted to hang. That's what sin does. And as a Christian, we need to make sure we are moving away from the sin to the, to the walk in the right pathway. That means to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. Can I 
hang right here for a minute that some of us need to check our pleasing as we are trying to please ourselves and others instead of pleasing God. It's not fruitful and effective if we don't do what we're supposed to do for God, but it will be. It is to be fruitful and effective in all that we do for his glory. We got to remember that, that we are not here for us, but we're here for him. And if him is not happy with us, <laughs> I know there's wrong uh, vernacular, or rather the syntax structure, him not happy, but him not happy means that we won't be blessed because our obedience is we are supposed to be lining up our lives with that which God has commanded, ordained, and put forth as the uh, rule of his word that to us we are to be powers of good fruit. We are to be living our life for him. And as, as, as the Bible says, he said, Paul said, crucify the flesh so we won't fall to our passions and desires and all all that is is just those who go that that which that goes against the word of god i don't need to go down the list you can read it in ephesians you you can read it you you see all those things that we used to be and it's still calling us now we're still x something we are still trying to avoid some of the pitfalls that we knew better but we still participated in, and now some of us still have to suffer the consequences of life's choice decisions. But I knew better. But yet we still fall into temptation. We still fall into sin. We still commit iniquity. We still go against the very word of the Lord. Somebody out there right now, you still trying to contemplate and meditate pontificate your way out of some stuff. But if it goes against the word of God, then we should not participate. And then look, look, secondly, he said, keep in step with the spirit. Number two, keep in step with the spirit. Verse 25, since we live by the spirit, it says right there, let us keep in step with the spirit. The spirit bears fruit in your life when when we keep in step uh, with him. <laughs> so I'm going to say that again. The spirit bears fruit. That means if you're walking with Christ, you your life bears fruit. And I, I get tired of this, but I, I have a, a soapbox sometime, and I don't want to get on right now, but uh, these particular folk who claim to be saved and Christian, but your life don't bear any fruits. Uh, you know, we don't see that. We only say you, we hear you say, thank God every once in a while when you win an award or there's something that you blessed by or something you say, God, you evoke God word right then. And there's no fruit. Because if we, if there was fruit, we see it. What, what are the fruit? Galatians, the verses ahead before 22, 23, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control fruit is a natural result of abiding in the vine as john wrote in 15 the fruit on the branch never struggles to produce its fruit as it abides in the vine and allows the life of the vine to flow through it the fruit is automatically produced on the branch in the life of the believer the spirit always produces fruit as matthew wrote in matthew 7 by the way, these are the characteristics which are to be present in the life of every believer. 
without exception. Just like evil works characterize the lives of the lost, the fruit of the Spirit is the proof of one's salvation. Can I let me say that again? The fruit of the Spirit is the proof. That's why I say some folks just talk good game. They, the proof of one's salvation. And I put this in parenthetically, pause, parenthesis right here. Important that parents demonstrate in front of their children. How you expect little Johnny to know what to do and look for when you haven't been uh, exemplifying that attribute, the characteristic, that attitude in front of him? Little, little Susie, she, how she gonna know if we don't, if you hadn't shown those kind of things, we're trying to expect our children, we're trying to expect people to behave different when we say, look at me. But looking at me means that you know better and you're still not doing what you're supposed to do. And how are they supposed to know better when you're not doing what you're supposed to do in front of them and you get mad and you want to do all kinds of nonsense when you haven't exemplified the fruits of the Spirit for them. We know better. Christians, we know better. You look at the word uh, in step. The verb for keeping step is different from the word for walk. It means to match in step with your commander so that he can lead you step by step. Some folk want to be beside this. No, you beside, you get the notion of sometimes the mentality as we do as human nature. We want to lead. We'll find ourselves walking faster. We'll be leaving. <laughs> we'll be leading and, and leaving. Instead of walking behind and following, being in step with the commander. Therefore, the Holy Spirit must be included in every move we make. Oh, my brothers and sisters, there you go. <laughs> That's the problem with some of our lives. That we keep on committing sins and not fulfilling the statutes that God has placed in the word of God for us. Is that we are not following the Holy Spirit. We're not invoking the Holy Spirit in our life before we make life decisions. We're not going and seeking the word of God in our life before we come down for discipleship purposes. We're, we're not really doing any of that. We'll, we'll do everything else, but we're doing everything to keep our attention. And you got to watch that enemy. He'll put some things out to distract us, to throw us away from the task of focus. For that, we need to make sure we're in the Word of God and praying so that we can stay in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and control our life. And that means, lastly, brings me to this, the Spirit will keep me. Verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. That means, conceited means don't get arrogant. Uh, cause you, you submit to the spirit. He bears fruit in you. You can't take credit for anything from the fruits that are bare. There must be some trust in the Holy Ghost to do just what he said he's going to do. To become arrogant regarding spiritual fruit in your life is to forget its source. And I will serve as a quick way, or it will serve as a quick way to end the Spirit's production in you.
And that envy in two, that envy in love your neighbor as yourself is to celebrate the goodness in the lives of spiritual brothers and sisters, just that we would desire them to do for us. So spirit is to be visibly lived out in the context of the community of the local church. The very body is bearing fruit. Oh, what a kind, wonderful church it would be. A Hindu man who traded goods with missionaries once stopped and asked a missionary, what was it that he put on his face? Not knowing the context, he answered, I don't put anything on my face, sir. The Hindu was getting frustrated and finally said, all you who believe in Jesus, y'all seem to have that same kind of face. And then he hit the missionary and he responded, oh, it's nothing on the outside, but it's something on the inside. It's the life of Jesus that shows change in our life on the outside. And that's why I love him today, because he made a difference in my life. I don't know how many of you, under the sound of my voice, can testify that he changed your life, and now you're no longer the same. Thank God he redeemed us. Matter of fact, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Matter of fact, let the redeemed of the Lord say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, Magnify the Lord with me. Let us rejoice his name together. I thank God that he made a way. I thank God that he brought us out, and he's still working on us. Touching, high five your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm still a work in progress, and he's not done with me yet, but I thank God that he keeps on blessing me over and over again, because over 2,000 years ago, I received the greatest Jesus blessing, because he marched up Calvary's hill, and they nailed nails in his hands, nailed him in his feet, pierced him in his side, and he died. Yes, he did. I trust you. And they took to him off my the cross and laid him in a borrowed tomb. If you said that prayer, but on the third day, he is as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org, or you may go simply to our website, www.houseofpraisepp.org, contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ we love you to life we look forward to hearing from you thank you again for listening to our podcast we hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God 
and we will trust him to keep and deliver us bless you god bless you county line we love you to life and you can't do anything about it look forward to next week the lord says the same we hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the lord god bless you and we'll see you next week pastor mac out